In the public bathroom system, graffiti-based offences are considered especially intriguing. In Melbourne, the dedicated detectives who investigate these sick-as felonies are members of an elite squad known as Good Graph. These are their stories. In Melbourne, the detectives... <laughs> <laughs> that part's hard. Would you like to um, explain your graffiti to me first this week or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Thank you very okay. much. Yeah, um, great. Let me just uh, get it up so I can describe it to you. It's a pretty simple one this week, Lewis. Mm. Um, just you cut know, like dry. cut and dry. <laughs> but also these things—they're never that simple, are they? In the end, <laughs> there's always more more than meets the eye. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is written in kind of like a, a like a, a well like a much loved wall. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. <laughs> abused. It's lived in. It's yeah. lived in. Much loved is like putting it quite nicely. Yeah, but it doesn't look like someone's like purposefully like beaten up the wall. No, that's like, true. That's true. It's got like a homey kind of vibe. Yeah. It's like um, if you were to list it on Facebook Marketplace, you'd be like lived in. <laughs> lived in. <laughs> you know? <laughs> lived in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and on it in uh, like a relatively thick like – um, Sharpie, one of those ones that has like a square end mm, yeah. um, and and it does look like there's a, a bit of a struggle to get it onto the <laughs> wall there. It says, no man has ever gone blind from looking at the bright side of life. Quite touching. Do you agree? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just need to actually just compute what they're trying to say there before I tell you if I agree. No man has ever gone blind from looking at it. I mean, I, I just think it's quite cryptic. Like, yeah. What, what's the, what is, what is that metaphor? What are they actually saying? I'm a I bit think lost, to be always honest. Always look on the bright side of like, you know, if you it's look into the It's not going to be bad to look yeah. at the bright side. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So blind, blind is a metaphor for like, you could replace that with anything bad happening. Yeah. Basically. So I'm no, worried you're no getting man. too deep into this. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like a pretty simple expression. In fact, I've heard, I'm sure I've heard it before, but I don't know why, oh, yeah. but for some reason I'm really analyzing it today. I don't think I've ever heard this before. It feels like like a turn of phrase. It feels like something that like my grandparents would say or something totally. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're kind of like, uh, uh, like the greatest generation just being like, we never had any food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but boy, did we have sticks. Yeah, we had to walk 48 kilometres to school every day, but we always looked on the bright side. Oh it is, God. it's got that vibe. Exactly. My dad was fucking telling me the other day, he was like, you know, we used to climb under the trains to get to school. I feel like every time <laughs> he talks about his journey to school, there's like, he's like, we had to like push through mangroves and climb under trains. And I was like, were they abandoned trains? He's like, no, nah, they could have gone at any time. And I was like, why would you go that way? Anyway. Have you seen the um the Monty Python sketch? Where the, yes. Yeah. We were in a soggy shoebox on the yeah. side of the road. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny that you bring up Monty Python mm. because who famously says to always look on the bright True. side of life? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And that's probably just, that's all, that's where I'm, so does that so that song doesn't have anything to do with there's no references to going blind in it is there no 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 you really I, I think that the um, <laughs> the blind thing is just saying there's no harm in always looking on the bright side of life yeah yeah you know yeah. it's not going to hurt you to be positive yeah 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 which okay. is 
I mean, I agree to a, to a point. I agree with it to a point. I just to think sometimes point. you got to be a realist. Sometimes. Absolutely. Often, but sometimes. you got to wallow a little bit. Exactly. Like. Yeah, it's healthy. There's people, you know, there's people who are like constantly positive. Well, this is the thing. Yeah. And then you're like, I know that you're sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not buying it. I'm not so buying that, it. So, yeah. So, I guess if you're genuinely always looking at the bright side and it's all genuine and you're po- actually positive. Like, I think that's fine, but I think there's a lot of fake positivity that isn't yeah. necessarily healthy. There's like a difference between positivity and optimism. Yeah. 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 Definitely, you know, definitely. Cause you can be like optimistic, but still have like some doubts. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I like, it's so funny that you talk about toxic positivity. Um, it is a phenomenon. <laughs> Um, and it has taken over a little bit. Now I feel like it's, it's a phrase that gets thrown around a lot. Um, and everybody's diagnosing themselves and their friends with various (laughs) things. Yeah. But that Um, had to happen. That's like a, that's a natural pushback to the overwhelming toxic positivity that was running in on social media, particularly. Eventually, like the culture swings back. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to have a go. Yeah. Well, this is a story of toxic positivity, as it Mm. turns out. Um, So this was written by Sandra and this kind of comes in the middle of her story. So we'll come back to it. So this is like a one of those moments in the film where they're like, I bet you're wondering how I ended up here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love films. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) she's like in kind of like a manic episode, just writing. Um, No man has ever gone blind from looking at the bright side of life. How did I end up here? Well, to tell that story, we're going to have to go back a bit. And then there's a rewind. Great. Um, and she's, uh, getting ready for her wedding day, which is great. Um, she's really excited. Um, she has like everything sorted out. Her life is actually really great. She has really good friends around her. She has a really supportive family. Um, and this wedding day is like kind of perfect because it was, it was relatively stress-free and, um, her partner had was helpful but not too like crazy involved so she got to take over control um and she's about to leave and she's still in her little like dressing gown and her bridesmaids are making like TikTok dance videos and like (laughs) there's a cameraman like doing all these like interesting shots he's got a drone going around the dressing room she's about to leave and the best man walks in and he's not looking good he's like his ties undone. He's clearly been like sweating because um, he had to run there. And he's like, I'm so sorry, Sandra. It's not oh, your no. day. Oh, no. Not going to happen. Oh, no. So, yeah, I know. So her fiance decides on the day to call off the oh, wedding. No. Oh, fuck. Sandra. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Jesus. And wow. she has this, this makeup artist. Um, is there who's just been like listening to a story and everybody's like crying and like just like not okay. Mm. Um, and the makeup artist like slips her this little um business card for F45. <laughs> yeah, any and- opportunity to <laughs> get another client, <laughs> anything, anything. I love that. They'll play um, on people's, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. just like um, F45. who's that guy? 
Charlie, uh, not Chaplin, Charlie Manson, Charles Manson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> the other like 45 one. is a lot like the family or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just like picking up all those young girls. Yeah. And so Sandra's like freaking out. She's like crying. Um, but not like everybody else around her is like really like panicking because they just, you know, this is the first like real tragedy in her life. She's never lost anyone. She's always been like quite good looking, quite smart. She's gotten away with a lot of stuff. Like little things have mm. upset her, but this is like the biggest thing that's ever happened to yeah. her. And also like quite a like heartbreaking thing to happen to a person. Like big time. To be dressed up and everything. Yeah, and it's yeah. just no, and, it's and to be yeah. And like there's no real explanation either, which I think is really hard for her. Um, she's it's just like he just it wasn't gonna happen. And wow. she decides um she doesn't want to get into it because she doesn't want to discover something about herself that she doesn't like quite yet. She's like, I'm not in the right headspace. What I'm gonna do is like head down, bum up. I'm going to go to this F45 place mm. um, meet up with this makeup artist and she joins an eight-week challenge and she's like, I'm just going to fucking smash this. She, like, becomes, like, a fitspo bitch. Like, everything on her Instagram is just, like, at the gym. She has any issues. She goes to the gym. It's leg day. She yeah, yeah. Um, loses some money she it's arms day um, <laughs> whatever yeah, comes yeah. away yeah, yeah, yeah there's always a part of her body that she can work out to forget yeah, yeah, that yeah. solve she's, any problems with the gym yeah she's like replacing pain with like another kind mm, of pain yeah. um and she actually leaves her job to become a pt she's like fully in that world Whoa. her and the makeup artist are like best friends um she starts to lose her friends from before because she's like insufferable to be around mm. and she's just always like talking to them like whenever they're like oh i've actually been diagnosed with bipolar she's like well, have you tried going for a walk like she's <laughs> yeah, not yeah. helpful <laughs> yeah um yeah. And she's just bringing up like she speaks in cliches yeah 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 she's not actually having a conversation with any of her friends so they're just yeah. kind of fed up so it's two years later and she's her life looks completely different she lives in sydney now and she is Bondi, surely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah yeah. 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 She's paying for an apartment that she can't afford for yeah. the view to put on yeah. Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She started like a YouTube channel that's doing really well. And her whole thing is like just positivity and putting out good vibes. And this whole yeah. time she's like never addressed um what like the reason that she's there. Yeah. She's yeah. like blocked him on all social media she's completely like cut herself off from that part of her life like that was her before and this is her now yeah um and and by you know by exercising so much and making her actual physical body look different to what it was before that's almost mm. like a defense mechanism in itself it's like giving more separation between yeah. the old her and the new her. And she's got like different hair as well. Like talk about like a classic like breakup situation. She changes yeah. her hair and all that stuff. But she just like and at like people don't recognize her. Mm. Um which yeah. is fine and I guess kind of freeing for her for a bit, but it's really a mask. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> a mask. <laughs> totally. Her pain. Yeah. Um and like her social media is an echo chamber. Her family like mm. are also 
not interested in hanging out with her anymore she also doesn't understand what self-care is like she's like not actually doing good things for herself everything is could be solved with a smoothie with the gym or with like watching a rom-com you know it's like maybe something else yeah Um, yeah yeah so it's all surface level yeah like at no point does she journal yeah yeah <laughs> no, the no. the concept of that would terrify her. Oh yeah, she just yeah. she just can't dip in. Yeah, at yeah, all. yeah, yeah. Um, and she one day she's like, um, she put like a few too many scoops in her pre workout in the morning, and she's like absolutely buzzing. Have you ever had pre workout? No, but my friend and I just this is a really quick detour, but I, yeah. I'll just tell you this story. My friend and I when we were in year eleven. Um, in Adelaide, they brought in new laws banning a certain type of pre-workout because it was so fucked. Yeah. And there was like there was like three months where it was going to be left on the shelves and then from then it would be banned entirely. So all the weird little workout shops were selling it off for like really cheap, like 10 bucks. So we went around and bought heaps of it. And then like on Facebook, we started like this page and started like selling it to gym junkies. Pretty cool. In year 11, little like Wolf of Wall Street fucking <laughs> moguls that's you know? so sick <laughs> and we'd drive around in his car and drop it off at people's houses and maybe i shouldn't say this on the podcast it was illegal that's definitely illegal what we did oh but yeah, you weren't but alone we, exactly yeah yeah i feel yeah. like they're always trying to make pre-workout illegal mm. like they they have to change yeah, it's a constant they change the recipe every six months yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you gotta load up on it it's good yeah. shit <laughs> it's fucking good i can't but do no, anything I've never it. had it. Have you have you ever had it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like this time last year, my friend and I started running because it was like lockdown, but we could only run like 2K and we were like exhausted. Fucked, yeah. We took pre-workout and we ran 5K and we only stopped <laughs> because we were like, this is like we weren't tired. We were like, we're going to hurt ourselves. And within like two weeks, we were running like 10K. <laughs> And we started doing it again. It's not good for you. Um, it's like actually like you can have a heart attack, but um, it has so much caffeine in it. You're kind of buzzing. You actually like your body reacts like like um, like allergens. Like it feels like you've got hay fever. You get itchy hands um, and itchy face. <laughs> That's and so that's cool. when you know you have to work out. Yeah. Like you wait for you to get itchy and then you're like, all right, I'll start running. I'll work out now. Yeah. 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 Um, and she like that, starts. That makes me feel more like guilty about the fact that we were like selling it to people for ages. But anyway, whatever. Oh, no, you're fine. Fuck I just, case. I feel like of all the things in this world. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Yeah. A little pre workout. Yeah. It's just yeah. caffeine. And it's not your fault. Mm. I mean, you did have a direct hand in it, and it is your fault. But, <laughs> but other than that, but apart like, from aside that. from that, yeah, no responsibility. Cool. I think it's smart. I wouldn't lose sleep on it. Thank you. Because um, you can't. You've had too much pre-workout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's like, so what she does, she goes to the gym, she skulls it, um, and she just sits there on the toilet waiting for it to kick in. And as she starts to feel the come up, she like, ruffles around she finds this thing and she just writes no man has ever gone blind from looking on the on the bright side of life um and that's because uh as she's sitting on the bathroom toilet just scrolling she realizes that her like bridesmaid has blocked her whoa because i don't know i think she did some pretty like 
um, fat phobic comments. <laughs> and her <laughs> friends were like, no, bitch. Yeah. And so she yeah. got blocked and she's like, again, don't address it, don't address it, pre-workout, right on the wall. And yeah. so she writes that. Um, and somehow she um, ends up just by some miracle bumping into um, her former mother-in-law. She's in Sydney with the girls for a weekend um, and and she's like is forced to have this conversation with this woman and she kind of freezes and she, you know, didn't expect her to recognise her. She's walking past. She's like, I hope she doesn't see me. I've got sunglasses on. But, you know, she was in the family for a long time and she finds out in that interaction that her former fiancé has actually um, found someone else and had like two kids. Whoa. And that was like a big thing because their whole discussion was that he didn't want to have kids. Oh he, my God. Yeah. And he was always he didn't want kids with her. Yeah. Fuck. And she was always the one who kind of pushed the relationship to the next step, mm. next step, next step. And he kind of like came along for the ride, but like she really had to work for it. And he like kids, she was like, I'm not even gonna address it. Yeah. But- and he was always sort of painting it as like, you know, he's generally not the sort of person that wants to go forward in a relationship yeah. like that that quickly. But really now she can tell it wasn't just who he is because he's he's doing yeah. that with someone else. Exactly. Wow. And she just runs home. She puts colour in her hair again to back to her natural hair colour. Oh. She like cries in the shower. She pulls out um, all her eyelashes and <laughs> she's like, I've had enough. She yeah. moves back to Melbourne, moves back in with her parents' house. She just stops going to the gym. She thinks she's like awful and disgusting and she's like, you know, her body changes because she's not working out the way that she used to because she was, you know, overdoing it. Yeah. Um, but what she discovers is that her friends um, all show up one day all together and they sit with her and they talk about that day, the wedding day that got wow. cancelled. And they, um, she realises that heartbreak is a bitter pill to take, but you have to. You have to. So <laughs> she that's... finally accepts and or finally confronts the breakup. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and she's had friends there all along and like all yeah. of her toxic positive friends who were like, you know, You've got to leave those negative voices behind you. Like very Scientology vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, They're all fake. Those yeah. fucking those friends. They're not real. Like if if you if whoa, you- Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is. I'm quite passionate about this. But yeah, but I feel like if if she became friends with all these people, if she just started, or suddenly getting fat and not mm. working out as much, those F45 mates would not stick around. You know, no. they're fake. Fair weather friends, fake, you know. Yeah, totally. Totally. So she like it like sometimes, you know, you just need that. You need to see your former mother-in-law in the street for it to completely <laughs> doesn't matter how much you control your life to avoid things. Yeah, it can always yeah. spin on its head. So that's Sandra. Wow. Wow. Oh God. I feel happy about that story, you know? Like it's not it's not an overwhelmingly and this is ironic with the quote that's on the bathroom but it's not an overwhelmingly positive story it's it's not it's not a great like 
even it's not the a ending, great story. But, <laughs> no, it's like it's not a great out. It's not a fairy tale outcome. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but it's a true. real outcome. It's like you know, you don't have to win back the man. You don't have to. You don't have to become this super fit new person. It's like all you really have to do. It's quite simple. You just have to deal with your pain, deal with mm. your sadness, and then you know, move on with life and and have your friends there to support you. For sure. It's, it's a very real, honest story, you know. I do love an F45 breakup though. Like yeah. <laughs> suddenly someone's yeah. like really at the gym. You're yeah, like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Someone was saying. I, I mean, it's it- better than it's better than like, you know, just from a personal point of view for that person, it's better than like these other addictions that would be less healthy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That people fall into after breakups and you gotta do what you gotta do you know yeah, at a yeah. certain point yeah i think it was um becky lucas um was saying uh i think in a bit uh that um you are your hottest three months after a breakup <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's so true you just suddenly true. like i was gonna get my shit together <laughs> yeah. you're like you're most depressed and also your hottest <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> Fuck, um, that's great. That's happened to Sandra. So, wow. I mean, I wish her the best. Her. Yeah, me too. Good on her. I respect Sandra. I think like, yeah, I think she got a bit lost for a while and now she's realised, you know. She has realised, you know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I needed. Okay, so you sent me a really interesting piece of graffiti. Really interesting. The, the more I like looked at this photo the more interesting it became <laughs> because <Thank it>, you. <laughs> it's um <laughs> people often say that it's about a, photos yeah. i send them <laughs> <laughs> yeah the more i investigated like it's a uh, how do i describe it? okay so it's a the wall on which it's on i think it's a door um it's a cubicle door and it's kind of like it's one of those like fibro kind of tacky wood but not real wood materials. Yeah. You know those? Yeah. Yeah, so kind of like, hollow. Hollow, like, like yeah. a bit flimsy, those mm. cubicle doors that are made out of that. And um, it's got a piece of paper stuck on it and it's stuck on with two bits of duct tape. And it says on the piece of paper, big capital letters, toilet broken. That's in a black marker, black sort of Sharpie, toilet What do you broken. think that means? I think that means the toilet is not working. <laughs> I got to agree with you there. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> All right, what do you think this next part means? This is where it gets interesting because it says toilet broken. Underneath that, in a different colored texture, it says badly. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's weird. Like, firstly, like, no one needs detail of how badly a toilet is broken. Like, it's, it's broken, therefore it's not functioning, therefore I won't use it. No one looks at one of those signs and he's like, oh, I wish I knew how badly the toilet was broken, you know? It's just such a strange detail. It doesn't, yeah. What is it? Is that an adjective? Badly. It's an adverb, I reckon. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So sorry, I can't. <laughs> I haven't read a book in a long time. <laughs> Could be an adjective. I don't actually know, to be honest. I don't really know uh, what an adjective is. I refuse is, to learn. Think, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath that, I mean, it just keeps going. Underneath the badly, there's a different texture, a different one. And that one says, how bad? Question mark, question mark. 
underneath how bad another person another texter it says very exclamation mark so you've got a whole conversation here toilet broken badly how bad very it's a whole whole dialogue do you know this reminds me of this reminds me of like when you see a trailer for a movie with like a really killer ensemble cast and they just keep like flashing yeah all the people coming out it's just like addition 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 yeah 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 what rowan atkinson what that's fucked rowan atkinson (laughs) Meryl Streep. Yeah. <laughs> Together again. I, I hate Rowan Atkinson. I don't know why I said him. Anyway. Um <laughs> fuck with. Anyway. Uh <laughs> we won't get into it. You seem yeah, very upset we won't get by into it. it. Rowan Atkinson's really right wing. Did you know that? He's really he's I'm he's, not surprised. Yeah, yeah. I mean he he's spent really like right. a lot of his time kind of impersonating someone who has exactly. autism i guess yeah, no. isn't that so weird yeah <laughs> i mean if he does do it quite well like not i mean i'm sure it's offensive on hundreds of different levels but oh, it is sure. also quite funny mr bean like it's quite he does it well Would there's like a few yeah oh I, yeah. you gotta agree yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does it really well there's so many like older dude comics who are right wing not shocking but mm. <laughs> it is like even Mitchell, um, David Mitchell, apparently wrote something for like The Guardian that was like. Is he the peep show guy? Yeah. Yeah, this doesn't surprise me. He's got that vibe. Well, he's really into like World War Two. Yeah, so. yeah. And even like his character in Peep Show, which I assume is not that far from who he is as a real person. Yeah. He's like, he's always talking about like economics and shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> he's such a, he's a real Churchill stand. Totally, yeah. So what did he write for The Guardian? Oh, that's something, I don't know. My brother sent to me and I didn't read it, but it was like, like. <laughs> something. He was like, I asked him to sum it up and he was like, I oh, was pretty much just saying like, we shouldn't like support poor people. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's nice. <laughs> like just trying to be like, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, yeah, but like yeah, no one yeah. should get the doll. That's like, very him, I reckon. That is like, yeah, anyway, that's disappointing because his peep show character is like that. And that yeah. kind of makes it less funny that that's what he actually believes. I know. Yeah. I fucking yeah. love that show though. It's so good. It's so good. Olivia Coleman. If she turns out to be right wing, I don't know what she? I'll do. She's Sophie. Oh yeah. She's fucking amazing. She's so good. Yeah, she's so good in um, Fleabag. You know, oh, I haven't watched Fleabag yet. Oh, you got to watch it. I'll watch it's it. It's so good. Have you seen, though, no, we're getting sidetracked, but she's <laughs> so also sidetracked. incredible in The Favourite. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I'll watch that. Uh, Is that a movie or a TV? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. She okay. played, yeah. Get, yeah. It's really good. It's really good. This is what happens when you have such a strong ensemble cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Exactly. It's led us down a weird wormhole of talking about shows. <laughs> but at the moment, I'm watching just really quickly. Just <laughs> one more. Anyone listening to this is going to be like, shut the fuck up. Get to the point. But I'm watching Succession at the moment. Have you seen this? Me too. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> That's weird. It's so good. How good is it? And it's, you know, you it's the to? same writer as Peep Show. Like one of the writers who helps on Peep Show wrote it. No fucking way. Because I know it's, it's wrote, produced um, by the guy who did The Big Short and um, interesting. I didn't know Vice. That. Right. That makes was, sense. Fuck. I didn't that know makes that he was sense. a Peep so Show And then that's like the that. political element. And then like, have you ever seen In the Loop? That film? I love that movie. Yeah. So same writer, the writer of that is in the writer's room for succession as well. Of course. Mm. Which makes That's sense, a- doesn't it? Like the dialogue's so snappy and yeah. funny and it's like Veep. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I who wrote Veep? What's Veep? 
Veep was written by in the in the loop guy who also wrote um, Death of Stalin. Yeah, right. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. I think that's like, yeah, my favorite, probably my favorite kind of writing. Is like, yeah, I know totally. it's like wanky and like political, but it's so funny. It's so good. It's so sharp. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Succession's yeah. the best show I've seen in ages. Um, anyway, yeah. Yeah. I do worry that let's just let's just finish the Succession chat really quickly. <laughs> what are like, you up to? I'm like I'm like halfway through season two or towards the end of season two. Yeah, I think I'm about halfway through season two as well. He's it's, just yeah, it's like episode three or four maybe. Actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fucking brilliant, and it's like, but you know, it there's something like. They make the rich, the you know, these super rich, like Murdoch family, whatever. Like, it's good how they make them kind of like grotesque and like, you know, comically disgusting and stuff. But I do, I don't know, there's something a bit that glorifies it a little bit or something, you know? Anyway. Yeah. That's not like yeah. a slide on the show. Like, the show's amazing, but it just like makes me feel a bit uneasy sometimes. You worry that it could have like the same effect that like Wolf of Wall Street this had. This is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, me and you are watching Succession and we're watching it like, fuck, these rich people are so fucked. Because we're so good funny. people. But there's a Because t- <laughs> we're the best. But there's a type of person, bad people, yeah. who are watching Succession and being like, whoa, they get to take helicopters to London. That's sick. Like, yeah. You know, I, I think. Part of me thinks that they, like, tried to, and this is me coming up with this now, but, like, apart from, like, maybe Sarah Snook and, like, a couple other randoms, but, like, no one in the show is like really hot. Like they're all True. yeah, like yeah, especially yeah. like the Colkin guy. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> to be rude, but like maybe I feel like if they'd cast like a Leo DiCaprio or someone like who's like a, that Christian Bale and American Psycho and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. I feel like that kind of takes it away a little bit and like even making them like not be able to come and stuff like that. It's like fucking good. It's, fucking it's like good. actually that's like I That's need to see that. <laughs> totally. I think the casting's like perfect. Yeah. Like, it's perfect. Oh my They're God. all kind of weird looking, you know? Yeah. Like absolutely. They, they look strange. They all look kind of like Yeah, they all just look like Irish. Like yeah, Sarah yeah. Snook. <laughs> yeah. She, well, she yeah, looks, yeah. She's from Melbourne, so she just looks like every Genizano girl to me. Yeah. Like she just <laughs> Is she from Melbourne? That's cool. Anyway, yeah, so sidetracked. Oh, fuck, yeah, fuck. Actually, my this investigation about this piece of graffiti, it involves film, a film, one film in particular. Um, have you seen the movie Split? No, but I've seen the trailer, which yeah. I think is essentially <laughs> the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure the movie doesn't deviate too much from the trailer. Um Okay, for oh any <laughs> I'm having a flash forward of what this story might be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so Split. Anyone who hasn't seen Split, Split is a movie. I think it came out about four or five years ago. It's about a man who has dissociative identity disorder. Dissociative dis it's it's spelt dissociative, but I think it should be disassociative. That's what I would say. But anyway, when I Googled it, it's definitely dissociative. Anyway, that's I just literally, I can't tell you. They both sound it really doesn't matter. Legit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, multiple personality disorder. Uh and basically the premise of the film the film got like a lot of backlash and 
rightly so i think because it's like it's about a guy with this condition which is a real condition and he so he's got like 23 different personalities all of them are pretty weird he kidnaps three young women 23 which seems a bit over the top i don't know if that's real that people have that many but anyway he kidnaps three young women takes them to like this fucked up basement i'm gonna spoil the movie is that okay for you are you all right with i'm that, not Jordan? gonna watch it okay, i yeah. i think m night Shyamalan and i aren't friends yeah, <laughs> yeah i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> and so they uh, who is it? james mcavoy plays this guy and he, he he kidnaps these three young women takes them to this dungeon and then he it's like a classic you know fucked up horror movie with a serial killer that sort of vibe like they're in this like weird room and they have to try and break out and every so often he comes into the room and he'll always be a different there's a different one of his 23 personalities and and some of the some of his 23 personalities are quite kind and gentle so when he comes in as those then the character like the characters that are being held hostage sort of have an opportunity to try escape but then Mm. all of a sudden he could switch to one of the really horrible personalities that he has Anyway, that's basically the premise of the movie. Copped a lot of backlash because it's like, you know, it's a bit it's a bit of a kick in the guts to people that have this yeah. actual disorder. And I and feel like it um, kind of glosses over what like people who experience like Definitely. multiple personality <laughs> or like disassociatives. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not like you suddenly flip into a different That's the thing. And it really makes it seem like, yeah, it's like, ah, he's got all these personalities, he's a fucking psycho. Like it's that sort of vibe. <laughs> yeah, which totally. Is a bit offensive. Same as like, you, do you remember that show United States of Tara? It's like oh, Tony Collette. That's yeah. similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And people are like, you don't just like put on a different like hat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's Although so, um... I will say I don't know enough about this like <laughs> a proper opinion. I will say that I stand with those who disagree with. Split. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do I. I, I. I should actually say this. I'm talking about a fucking like a proper illness and I should point out I have no knowledge about this really I've read a few Wikipedia articles about this illness (laughs) in my research for this piece of graffiti I read a little bit about it but yeah so anyone listening like if you have this disorder or you like or you want actual information on it this is not the place for actual information (laughs) on this disorder obviously I think that's pretty clear anyway um so this young guy called Josh Split came out in 2016. Josh went to see Split in the cinema. Yeah. And he went in and he sat down. And unbeknownst to Josh, like he he does suffer from dissociative identity disorder. Um, he's, yeah, he's got a few different personalities. He's kind of a functioning member of society. He's got a job that he does struggle like with social things and um yeah, he just, he, you know, he struggles because of his disorder and he, he, my housemate's writing like a, he's like doing psychology and he's writing an assignment on this disorder. So I like checked a few of these things with him because when I was, when I was reading into Josh's story of this graffiti, I had to make sure a few things like worked, but often it can be, you can be kind of unaware of the fact that you have this illness because yeah. you're you're in one personality at a time and then you're in the next one and there isn't much like realization of the fact that you're switching between them if that makes yeah, sense right. like it's sort of just happening so anyway josh goes to see the movie split and he's in there and he's sitting in there and 
you know, the movie starts and it's pretty fucked up and it's pretty offensive. And, you know, he suffers from this illness and Josh is sitting there and sort of realizing not that the film is about someone that has the same illness as him. Cause he doesn't really realize that in that moment, but he knows that the film is making him un- uncomfortable, right? Like he's sitting there, he's watching it and he's just like, this feels really not nice to see yeah. this, this portrayal or whatever. And he doesn't even know why, but it just did not feel good. So he runs out of the cinema, goes into the toilet and he goes to take a piss and the fucking toilet's broken. And Josh is a really conscientious person and he's, he says, you know, I'm going to fix this. He's got a piece of paper in his pocket. He takes that out and he, he's got a texter in his left pocket, black texter. He writes a sign, toilet broken. All right. He sticks it up on, on the door. He goes back into the cinema. He sits down. He watches another 10 minutes or so of Split. As he's watching that 10 minutes or so of Split, it's quite, uh, it's triggering, you know? It's it's almost a bit traumatic and triggering and it's triggering sure. him to switch personalities. And so I could imagine there, like a thriller as well could like. Yeah, totally. Bring, like yeah. it's intense, this film. Yeah. He's sitting there, watches another 10 minutes, switches into his next uh, personality, which is, a guy called Greg. <laughs> and so now he's Greg and he, I mean, it's a very simplified version of what <laughs> happens. Just, I'm, I'm, whatever. I'm People are coming for the facts, Lewis. So <laughs> come on. <laughs> he's, so now he's Greg. And again, he feels uncomfortable watching this film and he's like, fuck this. I'm going to the toilet. He goes to the toilet. He sees there's a toilet and it's got a sign and it says toilet broken. And he's like, that's weird. And he goes in there and the toilet's broken, but it's broken really badly. Like it's flooding a bit. And he feels like this, this Greg, this personality is a bit more dramatic than Josh. And he feels a bit like, ah, oh, I better explain to people that it's actually broken really badly. So he writes underneath toilet broken, he writes badly. Cause you can see yeah. from the photo, the handwriting's exactly the same. So it was the same actual ah. physical handwriting. Anyway, he goes back into the movie. He watches another 20 minutes switches to a different personality, comes back back to the toilet, feeling shaken up by the film. This personality is a guy called Graham. Graham's very inquisitive, like a very inquisitive person. He walks past the sign, toilet broken badly. And he's straight away asking questions. He's like, how badly is it broken? So he writes that on the sign. How bad? Question mark, question mark. Goes back into the cinema, watches another 15, 20 minutes of split. It's getting to the end of the movie, split. And the end of the film, this is a spoiler, but it's quite ridiculous. Like the guy, he becomes he becomes his 24th personality, which is called the Beast. And it's like, it's like... Oh, my God. He, he works it's, it as... It sounds so like ridiculous. an alter ego that like a British lad does before he goes totally, out. Yeah, I'm the Look, Beast. I'm the Beast tonight, boys. <laughs> like Geordie Shaw. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the Beast is based on the fact that this guy who has um, dissociative identity disorder, he works at a zoo. And he's modeled like he's the, the, the beast is essentially like an animal. It's like a bear, but it's like he becomes the beast. Is that, yeah. does, does that make sense? It's the most ridiculous thing ever. So yeah. in, yeah, in the film, he, this is like the final climax of the film. He becomes the beast. He's running through, like trying to kill these young women. One of the young women gets a gun and like, he's like, a meter away from her and he she shoots him twice with the gun and but, but because he's the beast it, he like doesn't even feel it it's so ridiculous i think the, oh the film God. is trying to say that like you can become so in this 
personality, whatever personality you're adopting, that even physically the same things don't affect you, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Because yeah, he's yeah. this beast character, the bullets like don't even, he doesn't even feel it. And bears just, famously don't feel They don't feel gunshots. gunshots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, Josh is watching this. At this stage, he's, he's sort of in one of his personalities, which is a guy called Graham. He's watching this. It's the final climax of the movie. And all of a sudden he sees the guy get shot and he's like, this is fucking ridiculous. And he goes, and he goes back to being Josh and he goes back to being Josh. And he's like, again, bit triggered by it. And he's like, I need to get out of here. And he goes back into the toilet. He's Josh again. He looks at the sign and it says toilet broken badly. How bad? Very. And in that moment, he realizes all of these things were written by him and he has a moment. And this is like the really cool thing. He has a moment where he is, completely aware of the fact that he has different personalities and that his different personalities wrote this on the thing. And that's sort of like his watershed moment that like makes him, it's just a really, it's like a really healthy moment for him Mm. because he's, he's aware of this and that's a really great thing. And then he starts going to therapy and starts talking to someone about it Mm. and his life just from that moment on just takes a really great turn and he's able to live uh, better with his illness and have like sure. a happier life. It's like a positive um, diagnosis story. Exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah, can yeah, finally yeah. figure like he's out been told by different people over the years. Oh, you, I think you've got multiple personalities, but he's never really taken it on board. Ah. But because he was able to see all this different handwriting, and he's just been watching this movie about the disorder, and it's all like in his brain it's all and they're happening. all like evil and like little yeah, like yeah. victorian orphans and weird yeah. characters <laughs> yeah. and like all of all of like the personalities that he experiences are actually quite helpful they're cool like one's you like know? a bit more inquisitive than the other yeah. the other one's a bit dramatic it's a bit like oh the toilet's broken really badly yeah and then the other one is just like the toilet's broken like they're just fucking cool guys you know Fuck yeah. Yeah. Good and on so, Josh. Yeah. So that movie Split, which I think is a bullshit movie and <laughs> paints this disorder in a really bad light and fuck that movie, you know, but yeah. the silver lining is that by watching that movie, Josh had this realization and then sort of, you know, it, it was a really great thing for him. I might watch it. Yeah. It's worth a watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, Do any bullshit. of the girls die? Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Is that all die? Uh, no, 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 no. There's one. I mean, yeah, I can tell you that. So the <laughs> this, I mean, this is quite. It's so cliche. But one of the girls that's in there that got abducted, she was also abused as a kid by her uncle. Uh... So that has given her some sort of resilience or whatever. So because of that, she's able to fight the beast off better than the other two were able to. I don't know if I like <laughs> that. Stupid, I, <laughs> I just don't know. It's a ridiculous movie. Yeah, if you want to be resilient and be a survivor, you have to be abused. Abused as a kid. <laughs> yeah, Jesus it's not Christ. Good. It's not good. The movie's rated 7.3 on IMDb. That's quite a good rating. It's like a, it's just a shit horror movie that's also like pretty offensive and disrespectful to people that have this illness. Oh my god! Weird. I want to see why what. It's so well rated. Have you ever seen Jennifer's Body? No, what's that? That's like it has Megan Fox in it, and it's like like a teen thriller. That's five point three. That's a joke. 
Um, but basically, like, it's a re- like now it's like a cult classic. And I watched mm. it for the first time the other day. But I remember when it came out, it was really targeted at like boys because it had Megan Fox in it. And they were like, <laughs> look at her. She's That's like smart. hot. But they like, but the movie's like actually the female gaze. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, actually. Yeah not about that at all and it's like about her getting revenge and she like eats these boys and like all this stuff and it's it's really fucking good and interesting and like oh that's cool if it came out today people like it would be like revered for sure yeah yeah like it's it's almost got like a promising young woman sort of vibe totally and it's written by diablo cody who wrote juno and young adult and all that so it's like in that world anyway but it's like That's so cool. annoying that like split is like <laughs> yeah, not I a bad know. rating <laughs> it's ridiculous i don't know why i think people like i was reading some reviews of it and people were like yeah it really like sheds a light on what this illness is like it's like imagine if you had this illness and you read that review you'd be like fuck off like i'm not Absolutely killing people. Not. <laughs> oh my god yeah that oof. that um uh i mean we'll wrap up <laughs> Stop suggesting movies and TV shows. We've been talking about God. TV shows and movies the whole episode. I don't know if you guys uh, know this, but we've been in lockdown for a long yeah, time. It's all our life consists of now. I know. Like, it's just watching stuff. <laughs> um, but there, I listened to a really interesting podcast about Nick Ram, which is the movie about the Port Arthur massacre. Right. Or like I didn't the guy even know there was it. a movie about that. Well, it's just not being advertised in Australia because, you know, so many people. Yeah. And like, but the guy who, yeah, it's literally just come out this year. And the guy who plays Martin, what's his face? Yeah. He just won best, um, best actor at Cannes Film Festival. And like, and it's like slotted to like potentially get some noms at the Oscars. Like it's, people are talking about it all over the world, but like, whoa. They're not even. They're not even sure if they'll release it in like Tasmania. It's like, no, nah, we won't release it. But, but like, does that like I don't know? Is that because it's yeah, fair enough. If it's like, is it a bit? Um, have you seen it? No, I'm and I'm about to like fully quote this um podcast, but <laughs> yeah. they were saying that like it's about him, like it's about his life mm. and like how he clearly has a lot of mental illness and issues going on and it also talks about like like uh masculinity back in like the 90s and stuff like that and how that kind of damaged him and his father and then how he like experienced grief but didn't know how to deal with it and didn't have anyone in his life and blah 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 um and you kind of feel for him but you also don't trust him and you don't apparently apparently you kind of get this glimpse into his life that's interesting it's upsetting and you're like this person needs help but rather than getting help, he what he has access to is guns. And they were saying that like the shift in the film is like in the final act, he he has access to guns. And that kind of answers the question or kind of challenges the question, which is like, uh, who kills people? Is it guns or people? Like, you know how Americans uh, are like, yeah, guns yeah, don't yeah, kill yeah, people, yeah. people yeah, kill yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently at the end of the movie, they're like, yeah, but like, he had access to guns. That's that's what made the difference. Right, right, right. Kind right, of thing. Right. I don't know if I'll probably see it, but it's like an interesting like take in terms yeah. of being like, but also I, I worry that it's romanticizing 
his life a little bit. Uh, it sounds a little bit like that, but at least it's like, you know, yeah, I'd have to see it to know. But like, yeah, it does sound like maybe it's romanticizing it a little bit. But yeah. also like, have you seen We Need to Talk About Kevin? Yeah. I really didn't like that because it was like, okay, you got this kid that does this like fucked up, horrible act. And then it's like a movie about, like the kid from a young age but it never really says why he is the way he is it's just like from when he was like two years old he was like being a little fuckwit it's like i don't know that's not a very like maybe that would happen in extremely rare cases but why make a movie about that like i think it's more interesting to make a movie about how someone becomes so damaged that they can do something like that and also like the issue isn't necessarily the damaged person it's more the access to Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. So totally. in like when you talk about Kevin, like spoiler alert, if we still put this in the pod, but like he uses arrows. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. so what you're saying is no matter what, he would have done he this. He would have done this. Which yeah, I actually yeah, don't yeah. think is No, neither do I. Contributing to the discussion. Neither do I. And like mm. Yeah, there's just no we need to talk about Kevin just doesn't like it, it's not it's like too dehumanizing it's like this kid was a bad egg from the start and of yeah. course he was going to find some arrows and do this it's like no nah, that doesn't really, it doesn't really work like that like no nah. go into why he's like that or why he didn't get help or why like you know yeah if you really want to have a, like a fucked up afternoon um you can watch the ted talk with one of the columbine shooters moms Oh my she's God. just like <laughs> oh she's just God. like a normal mom. <laughs> I know, I know. Jesus, it's I so different. <laughs> <laughs> but she's just like, "Hey guys, my name's Karen," and like oh, she's yeah. just talking normally. And she's like, "And another thing, um, you might recognize me from is, unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't talk about this that often. <laughs> it's not my only claim to fame, um, but <laughs> uh, something interesting about me, I guess, is <laughs> yeah, like in like a uni class, like getting to know yeah. you." Like, Say your favorite movie and one interesting thing about you. <laughs> what would what's your interesting thing to say? Definitely not anything <laughs> shooting related. <laughs> That's like a bad first. Step. I don't know. I don't have anything. I'm deaf in my left ear. It's not interesting. That's it though. That's a good one. No, sort of, but it's a bit like not a good one to have. I'm it's so, not a I'm combo sorry. starter, really. Like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> but like, it's not. You can't really go very. Anyway, what would you oh, well, it's hard because you're deaf in your left exactly. ear. Maybe I'm joke. just not hearing. <laughs> People are loving it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm just like, fuck, they got nothing. <laughs> um, I I don't know what I do. I can't remember. But it's always like you've got to have one up your sleeve because otherwise you're just scrambling. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. It's I humiliating. Think, yeah. I used to say that I lip because it's true, but I grew up in a mental institution, not like like a formal one, so it looks – it's from like the 1800s and it's um they turned it into like a whole lot of townhouses and that's like my family home that's a really good in one. there but um i sound like unhinged being yeah. like, <laughs> 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 You're like what and then i have yeah. to explain and like it's, it's <laughs> yeah that's so. almost that's a bit like the columbine mum sort of area you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Like really throw she doesn't off. say anything else after that. They were just sitting she... around robbing her. <laughs> <laughs> so is the TED talk about Columbine? Is she talking about that? Yeah, or she talks about kind of like forgiving herself and like right. grieving her son yeah, yeah, and like yeah. how she – it's really fucking grim, but she's like talks about how she felt like she couldn't grieve her son 
for years and then she yeah. finally like allowed herself to and like Fucking hell that oh, i do not know how she's done it no like, i don't want to know yeah what a fucking jesus jesus <laughs> imagine <right>. that <laughs> but it so is like more. it's wild it is interesting with like just circling back to like split and then like mm. knit ram and all this stuff and it's like it's interesting stuff and i imagine it being interesting to like unpack in like cinema and stuff like that but i feel like you always have to come back to like why yeah exactly <laughs> and totally. what what do you like what is split yeah, doing yeah. like poor exactly. josh yeah you know? yeah exactly like split there's no reason like split is not like a helpful like way to shine a light on this illness at all it's just no. like it's just gory horror movie it's just like james mcavoy show reel you know yeah, totally. <laughs> i don't totally. know why he would do it maybe he was trying to like maybe they were casting some other movie coming up and he's like i'll do this like, so that they I can see i can do yeah, that i can do 23 different characters yeah yeah cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. um oh good graph oh yeah. i need to give you one. Oh my god okay this that okay the one you sent me is triggering um <laughs> So thanks. Um, I'll just go because I just started talking about it. So I'll describe mm. it. So there's like a lipstick stain um, on like someone's done like a little kiss on the wall. Mm. And then underneath it says, why would you kiss the wall? That's gross. Um, yeah, really harking back to my um, dance school days. They used to like, people used to like kiss the door. Really? Yeah. Do you think Whoa. anyone will kiss doors again? No way. <laughs> it was already <laughs> absolutely weird. Absolutely not. Yeah, exactly. It's like doors, like absolutely stained with lipstick from like 10 year olds. That's so weird. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like weird. that. Yeah, that surely that trend was already dying before COVID. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's. Did you ever kiss the door? I don't think so. No. I think I felt like it was too like. It was like, it was very like a vulnerable thing to do in front of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> no, thank I you. Do it. <laughs> Exposing. I didn't want yeah. anyone to know that I was like a bad kisser or something. So I just like wouldn't open it up. <laughs> yeah, it's a Pandora's box. Okay, so you've sent me. Yeah. This is great. I really <laughs> like this one. I I like. Yeah, I think this is actually quite clever this one i'm gonna say it you jealous yeah <laughs> i kind of <laughs> wish i'd written this <laughs> this is great things i hate one so so it's a it's sorry it's a white tiled wall bathroom toilet black sharpie and it's a it's sort of a list at the top the title is things i hate and then underneath that they've written number one vandalism number two lists number three irony Number four, lists. Number five, repetition. Number seven, inconsistency. Or, yeah, is that a seven? Yeah. So that's the joke that they haven't been consistent with the numbering. Yeah. Okay. It's even better than you thought. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I didn't even, I missed that part. I was just thinking of the repetition bit and the <laughs> To be honest, bit. I missed it until you pointed yeah. it out as well. And they do one of those like Kiwi sevens. Yeah, yeah, totally. Maybe it was in New Zealand. I'll find out anyway. Yeah, 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 you'll find out. Yeah. I'll find out about um the 
kiss yeah. <laughs> on the door, on the wall. This I is hope great. It's not from your old dance school, that would be. I mean, that'd be a conflict of interest if you. That would be absolutely. I'm sure and, uh, that um, I don't know what our ethics are for this show, so I'll probably just go into it. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah, it's fine. I can... Deal with it later on. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to unpack this. Thank you so much, Lewis. Thank you. I'm excited too. And if you want, you can send us um, mm. suggestions that you find out in the wild. Uh, yes, please. On our Instagram, Good Graph yeah. Pod. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Cool. Thanks, Bye. everyone. See ya.